All right. This is episode 23. I discovered this talented singer-songwriter on TikTok through her single, Whiskey and Women. And with that, I went down a rabbit hole, consuming all of her music that I could find. She's a fellow South Carolinian, and her debut album will be out sometime this April. And we couldn't be more excited to hear what's in store. This is Maddie Wren. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> so before I, I started hit record, I, I know we were talking a little bit about being from South Carolina, which I'm super stoked that you were just right up the road in Lexington. Yeah. And we're, not, we're not far from each other at all. Yeah. And so like, it's so funny because I'm trying to figure out like where, like where you're playing and like all your tour stops and stuff. And I don't see any like near or around Charleston. Man, Charleston is a hard scene to get in. Uh, I play in Myrtle Beach a lot. Um, One of my bucket lists is Windjammer. Like I want to play there so bad. I've tried to contact them. I've called them. They probably think I'm a crazy lady. So um, if anyone's watching that knows Windjammer, or listening please call them for me <laughs> yeah oh my gosh well and it's funny i'm like, cool. oh, sorry what were you saying oh no you're good i just they're just saying that's goals <laughs> well then we're gonna make it happen because there you go I, you know it and it's so funny that you say that because i i feel like i've heard that a little bit about the charleston music scene and that it's super clicky and it's a little frustrating for someone that is as talented as you are that's that is touring and that's out and playing gigs and bars and venues that in Charleston it really shouldn't be that difficult to host you know talented up-and-coming singer and songwriters yeah it's it's there's so many talented people that are down there um I have a lot of friends that play out there and they're all very talented and I used to play um I used to play a little little place called the dinghy there's a little shack down there (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> man man you you walk out of there making like 500 dollars in tips like they are they're, they're, charleston people and like surrounding areas are they're they don't have a good time so i always mm-hmm. i love when i get a gig in that area um i'm excited because i don't get a lot of them but one year we did july 4th down there at the dinghy and we had it, it's like that deck you know that's screened in and then there's the outside deck that's not screened in well it was raining so we were in the screened in area you couldn't even walk in there we we were having a blast <laughs> it was so much fun I had like 10 of my friends with me and my band like we were playing like an acoustic band setup and uh that was fun that was a good time that was like four years ago I started playing about almost six years ago in June mm-hmm. and that was one of the one of the places I played a lot and I need to, I need to go play back there again, but yeah, you do. Well, and especially July 4th. I mean, that is the time to be on the beach and that definitely is a rowdy crowd on. Yes. So, and the windjammer <laughs> is literally across the street. Right. So, guys. That's why I started playing there. Cause the guy that booked the dinghy supposedly had connections to the windjammer. So I was like, all right, we're going to go in here. We're gonna we're gonna show them what we got, and then we're gonna make go over there. And uh, it did not work out that way necessarily, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, we'll get in there. Like you said, it'll happen. We'll get it. We'll make. I'm trying this new thing where I speak things into existence, and I'm positive because I'm my worst critic, mm-hmm. and my whole life I was always my worst critic, and I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be my biggest fan. So I'm trying to change that, <laughs> and uh, change the way I look at things too. You know. I mean, well, I mean, that's 
I mean, that could go, I think, for anybody and everybody, honestly, because I think you're so hard on yourself. And then when you take a few step backs, you're just like, why am I being so mean to myself? You know, like, would you say yeah. the stuff that you say to yourself to someone else that you love? And exactly. it's, it's, it's heartbreaking that you can be so mean to yourself. And I never I, thought about that's an even better way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Cause I would be pissed if someone talked to somebody I love the way I do in my head sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think that too, being, you know, someone that's an artist or in a field, particularly like where you have to be, there's a level of, I guess, maybe vulnerability to it too, you know, being an artist and putting your work out there. Like it's always second guessing yourself and always figuring out ways that maybe you could have done it differently or you should have done it this way. Um, I don't know if that kind of plays into it too, with some of that negative talk and it definitely does. Mm-hmm. it's a that's that is a big that's a big part of it because it's basically you're like you said vulnerable and you're like to me when I write songs that's like my diary so I'm I'm just in my whole life I I hid that and it's like now I, I let it out and it's um it's definitely vulnerable but definitely uh you put it out there and you know but you, a point in your life you get to where you're like you know what I don't give a shit and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do what I want to do and I'm going to be, I'm going to be proud of myself for once, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And so speaking of vulnerable songwriting, your latest single gray, the music video came out yesterday and it's beautiful because it's about your wedding day. You just got married in December to your gorgeous wife, Chelsea. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Would you say that that's probably one of the, was it one of the easiest songs or most challenging songs since it's about someone that you love. Was it easy to come up with the words and the way to express it? Was it, did it come easy to express that about Chelsea or was it, you had a hard time putting together the words to express how you feel? I was actually talking about this with my coworker today. Cause he was like, cause he's a musician and mm-hmm. um, he was like, I don't know if I could ever write a song about my wife. Cause I don't know to have enough words or I don't know if I'd ever pick the right words. And for me, it was, it was like that. I've worked on this song for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had this idea of this song for a very long time. And I remember telling Chelsea, I was like, I want to write a song to you. And I want it to be about growing old together and like, ter- like called gray. And she was like, that's a good idea. And I lifted at that. And that was like years ago. And then I finally took it. And I think for me, it was more of, I've always wanted to give her that. And I always wanted to do that for our wedding. And we tell each other everything. And that was like so hard to hide that. Yeah. Setting up with my producer and setting up like the trips to go to Nashville to do it. Cause I had to like pretty much lie to her what I was doing. Mm. I just I told her I was recording another song. Mm-hmm. So then I record another song so I could show her like, Oh, look, listen, check the song out. Cause she, <laughs> yeah. she wants to, she's always like, well, I want to hear it. How'd it go? And, mm-hmm. um, so for me, coming up with those words, um, I don't know why, but for me, writing, I, I, that's the only time I'm good at expressing myself and writing. And, and I just knew, like, um, like the line where it says, memories come and they go. Uh, my grandfather, he passed away of Alzheimer's um, a couple years back. And that's one thing that's big with me is because the type that he had, they, they say is hereditary. Mm. And 
we don't know. And I don't want to know if I'm going to have it. And I just, like, he he loved my grandma until the, his last day on this earth. Like, he he knew who she was still. And, and it was insane because he didn't even know who his, his self was. But he knew who she was. And uh, I just told Chelsea, I was like, I want, I want our love to be like that. If I ever get sick, like, or anybody, like, you get sick or whatever, like, memories will come and they go, but I know I always will love you. And, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's kind of like, I don't know. It just, those, those lines just kind of fell in. And one of my best friends, Taylor helped me write it. Um, we were in Nashville. I was actually out there doing some business and I was like, dude, I'm getting married in like six months. I need to finish the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, what? I, and I had not told anyone about it. Like, which is hard for me because I have a big mouth. I like to talk about things that I'm excited about. And this mm-hmm. was probably, this is probably the most exciting and most uh, meaningful song I've ever put out. Um, mm-hmm. And it probably will always be, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I might write, I don't know, but for now it is. And I, I just had these song. I had these words and I, she started playing the guitar and I was like, that's it, dude. Like, that's it. And we just, we went from there and, and it was like, it just, it just flew out of me like it just Mm -hmm. was like word vomit and I couldn't ever I could never practice it because I couldn't practice around jolts so when I went to record it it took me it took me a minute to get it right because I was like I haven't been able to practice this and Taylor lives three hours from here she lives in North Carolina Mm -hmm. so he wrote the guitar I didn't I don't play the guitar on it um and so I had to literally listen to this recording on my phone in my truck when I was like on the way to work or going to the grocery store and I had to like practice it that's how I had to Mm -hmm. practice it was just uh it was a really cool experience though and it was all worth it in the end because that day it was hilarious she was like I'll never forget I was like acting stupid and she like looks at me I'm like what is going on and she's looking at me and I'm a terrible liar and (laughs) and she can read me like a book and uh she she looks at me I was like and it starts playing and I was like she's like what is this I was like I wrote a song for you and she's like oh my god (laughs) just like that (laughs) uh, I remember she goes you sound like Reba which I that's I just not I do not sound like Reba but it was hilarious and (laughs) like Reba is Reba like okay like I don't like I wish I sound like Reba, but, but it was hilarious when she said that because I've never had anyone tell me I sound like Reba. <laughs> I mean, what a high compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you say that I was listening to some of your music today and, and especially, you know, I know I mentioned in the intro, the, the single Whiskey and Women, which is the single that, you know, from all the other podcasts that I've listened to that you've been on, like that is the song, especially from TikTok, like that is the song that everyone is starting to learn about all of your other music and all about you. And as I'm listening to it, I was like, I just get these, like, I don't know if it's like a Bonnie Raitt and Tanya Tucker had a baby kind of like <laughs> vibe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before, but I was like, this is what I'm envisioning. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I not necessarily them having a baby but yeah. I have heard <laughs> I like that though um I have heard uh I've heard that and like I I knew who Bonnie Ray was but like I didn't know her by her name 
and people were like, can you play that? Can you play some of her? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then I looked up like her music. I was like, oh yeah, I know this song. I don't know how to play it, but like, I know that song. And of course I know Tanya Tucker. Cause I mean, that was like my grandma. She listened to Tanya Tucker, Patsy. Like I love Patsy Klein. Um, That was my, my grandma. That was her kind of music. Like she walked around the house whistling, singing it. Mm-hmm. Would you say that those are probably some of the earliest memories that you have of music is with your grandma or are there certain other artists that you just remember from an early age of always being there as a child? I think, I think the earliest memories I have are definitely with my grandmother um, and, and my, my mom, my dad and my, my big brother. And uh, we, I grew up right at the time when cassette tapes were still a thing, mm-hmm. but CD were a thing. And um, my brother and me, like at nine o'clock on like on the Saturday night with the top twenty countdown, we get the cassette and we record it. And um, I remember dressing up like Avril Lavigne growing up and wanting like baggy pants and wife beater and my hair down, like not combed, which is still accurate. <laughs> but and all that is still accurate. <laughs> and, um, and I I just thought I I loved her. I still love her. Like. Punk rock has a special place in my heart, always will, rock and roll. And if, if like, you ever come see me live with my band, you will see that in our show. Um, I say I'm country. I am I am country, but I'm also, I like, I like all kind of music too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, I would definitely say my grandmother and my, and my mom and dad, they, my mom and dad, my grandmother was the country and my mm-hmm. pop, and my, my mom and my papa, they were the country. And then my mom and dad, they were country, like, they like country music, but they like the 80s yeah. rock and roll. So, like, that's where I get that from. And, like, Hart, Pat mm-hmm. Bentar, Joan Jett, like, um, Skinnerd, uh, Motley Crue. I mean, they could go on for days. I love all that stuff, so. Well, and I definitely think um, just in your music alone, listening to your singles, like, that's very prevalent is this this mixture that you've put together of country rock southern rock and this blend that's just uniquely yours um and that's really I think from particularly whiskey and women um and I know just from all of my tiktok stalking some of the other songs that you've given a little bit of a preview and I know there there was one in particular that you wrote with your I believe you wrote with your brother or your brother wrote wild one yeah which was another great one. Um, I, love I think I'm, that one's going to be on the album. Okay. That, see, that was my next question. I'm like, so <laughs> we're, well, I know I'm jumping around, but I was like, yeah, like the new album that's hopefully coming out. I'm, it's, I was it's like, going to be either the end of April or the end of May. It's coming. Like, I, I don't care how, but I'm going to get it done. Like, I'm an independent artist. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not with anyone. Like, I just, it's just me and my band, my wife, and, my friends which I I say are mad dogs so am I like that's just they're crazy as hell but I love them they (laughs) I wouldn't be where I was if I wouldn't have uh the following if it was not for them so Mm -hmm. there I have gigs so but yeah the album's coming out and wild one's gonna be on there I think the other preview of one I've shown is beers away Mm -hmm. um I don't know what you got on that list (laughs) Sorry, you can see me looking at my phone. Um, So I have Wild One, and then I have a song called Heavy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I went real, real deep in the stalking of TikTok on you. (laughs) My favorite song I've ever written. Heavy. Yes. See, I mean, Gray Gray is, I mean, Gray, I love Gray, but Mm -hmm. um, as an art and as an artist, Heavy is, that is me. That's, that is me. I I never planned on showing that song to anybody. And uh, because I was going through a really bad situation and way of dealing with it was writing about it and it helped me and I showed a friend one day actually I showed my brother and he was like dude that sounds like Post Malone I was like what <laughs> like what are you talking about but he was like I like it and I was like okay thank you and like my brother's a trip he's a he's an artist too um and yeah so I I I need to finish it it's not it's actually I have a recording of it but it's not mastered I I did it with David Ray um mm-hmm. Cooper and Shelby K. Um, and Shelby K is a rapper. Lenny's a rapper, and D Ray works for Jelly Roll. Gotcha. And he he brought like we couldn't come up with a song. And I was like, well, I have a song, but I really don't show it to anybody. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, let's hear it. And so I got my guitar out, and it's just two chords the whole time. It's just, I mean, I don't play guitar very much, so um, I learned guitar so I could write, <laughs> and that's why I wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And I showed I showed him, and they're like, "Okay, let's do that." And he he kind of took it, and he's more of um like a he like he works with beats. He make he builds like beats and tracks. He does live music too, like live bands too. And it was so cool, and I love that song. I I gotta get it finished, but I'm hoping to have it on the album. I really am. So you like that one? Yeah, I definitely. I think too. It's just like. From heavy, wild one, whiskey and women, and gray, like this whole spectrum, and they're all kind of different. And I mean, I like all of them, but I mean, I particularly went for heavy just because, um, you know, it's you know, it's saying something. And I think for you, again, not to be presumptuous, like as a singer songwriter, I think back at your core, you're a writer, and I think that that really comes through on that particular song. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I love that song. Um, and it's crazy. Everyone loves that song, and and I guess because it's real. It's just mm-hmm. it's a, and it's real emotion. It's there's no hiding. Those words express exactly what I'm feeling. And when I when I wrote that, and I I remember showing it to Chelsea and crying when I sang it to her, and she was like. And she's like the kind of person that is, she doesn't do well with emotion. She's very, like, she's the strongest woman I know besides mm-hmm. my, like my, my female, my females, my family, like my mom, my mom, all, my, my, my other grandmother, um, all very strong women. And she's just like that. And I guess that's why I, lo- I married her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that balance. But, <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember showing it to her and she was like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling feelings. Like, let me do, let me have my feelings. Yeah. And she, she's just, she started laughing. She's like, it's okay. I just was wondering. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like, she just, she makes me always, she's so funny. She doesn't like to talk about emotions, but I get her too fine sometimes. May I ask what are y'all's Zodiac signs? Ah, <laughs> I was like, is she an Aquarius? 
Oh man, no, my mom is. Um, okay, <laughs> she's she's an Aries. Interesting. Okay, and I'm a Oh wow. Okay, there's a lot of. Uh... <laughs> huh. I'm bullheaded as hell. Oh my gosh. Well, even Aries though, I think can have some, I think there's going to, there's a lot of like, um, I don't want to, I feel like this is not a negative term, but it's just like, there's a, a lot of power back and forth in your household. Oh, we are two very, uh, strong, independent women. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, like yeah. my bass player, Willie, he always says, I just can imagine y'all when y'all are old ladies bickering mm-hmm. about things. Because <laughs> we but but you know, being a strong independent woman, also you have to know when you're wrong. And mm-hmm. I I I'm trying to learn that. And she does a really good job with it. She's very patient with me and she deals with my mood swings and my episodes and she's just uh she's my balance though. Like mm-hmm. we're all but we we level out and one of my good friends Megan one time she told me she was like y'all just make a good team and I I thoroughly believe that I I don't believe that I would be where I am today if it wasn't for Chelsea um Mm -hmm. he's my best friend I mean I and and I feel like that about my mom my my dad my family my band they're all my and I use the term my backbone Chelsea's my backbone a lot of times and I think I am hers sometimes and you know that's to me my my mom always told me that's what you want in a marriage in a relationship is somebody that's your best friend mm-hmm. and that's what she, but yeah that oh uh, yeah she's an Aries <laughs> yeah and it's so funny too because I was just thinking I was like um Bella you know oh my gosh hello <laughs> who is hey, this it's Bella oh my gosh <laughs> if you watch other podcast my animals will randomly show up <laughs> I feel like that's just n- normal when a camera's on like a cat or a dog is just like oh obviously I should be on the camera right now because this is about me not about my human yeah exactly. you know, it's, it's really to- our lives revolve around them um but it's funny that you were mentioning that because you know Taurus is I feel like there's um like an element of challenge when it comes to change. Like you don't really like change too much. And like Aries are a little bit more flexible. And so, and it's so funny that you were just saying that. Cause I was like, you guys are literally the yin and yang of when it comes to growth and change. And, you know, I mean, that's why I think you guys make, again, I'm acting like I've known y'all for years. I'm like, this is why you make a great, you know, couple. (laughs) people that understand like horoscopes and stuff they do they do understand people without even knowing them because of that it's crazy I I don't know a lot about it but like I my I have good friends of mine that uh are, are fellow musicians their name is Christy and Roy and they are the ones that are really got me into it and mm-hmm. I, it's so interesting it is so true though and yeah I, I I use the term that I'm the dreamer and she's the realist mm-hmm. uh, but she but she also believes in my dreams and, and her own dreams. And I try to be realistic. So like, we like, we're a good balance. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. And so like, whenever you, let's say are working on a song and like, you're just deep into like the songwriting process, like, is there ever a time that you 
go to her for advice or, you know, like, has she ever been helpful in that songwriting process for you? Or has that always been more of a solo exercise? Oh, she's definitely a big, she definitely helps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like yesterday, I know this is not my song, but sometimes I'll do these silly parodies and I posted one today. It was Morgan Wallen song, the Broadway girls. And I did Mm -hmm. one for straight, straight girls. And I was like, Picking at her, like, cause we're just good around. I was like singing it, and I was like, at first I said, "Leave them gay girls alone," like talking <laughs> to her, like yeah. picking it. And um, and I looked there, I was like, "Ooh, leave those straight girls alone." She's like, "Man, that's actually pretty good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you need to post that. I was like, "Okay, all right." And uh, yeah, she definitely like, she helps write. I- I'll be like stuck on something, and I'm like, "What do you think?" and or I'll be like at the I'll be at a gig and I'll be like Chelsea I don't know what song to play on the microphone <laughs> I don't do that at big shows but like when like I if, if, you know it's like a kind of laid back thing I'll be like all right Chelsea, what should I play next um she's just good at helping me with stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> and you know so before you started recording I know we talked a little bit about we're both from South Carolina I'm from the low country you're from the Midlands and I just wonder being from South Carolina and trying to grow your dream in South Carolina as a singer songwriter, has there been any local influence as well? Like any local inspirations, maybe from growing up or even now? Um, and I say that because no, just to our state, but South Carolina, I don't, it's not like a Texas or a Nashville. Yeah you know, that has, has that rich music history and inspiration and influence. So I wonder if there, if you've had any sort of local inspiration for songwriting or in, in your music. Actually, my brother kind of inspired me to do it because he started doing it. And I've always looked up to him as a kid. Um, You know, we're both adults now and things are crazy. We have our own lives, but I've always, I I looked up to him with his music because I was like, that's really cool. And I helped kind of manage him. But there's there's other people too. Like uh there's my bass player and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um uh his brother's name's DB Bryant. And they I call them local legends. I've known about them before they even knew I existed. And it was crazy and ironically, Willie ended up coming and trying out to play in my band. And I always joke around and say, Willie, you were trying, you were not trying out. I was trying out for you. <laughs> he's like, like, he's been with me from like day one. Um, and those are people like they, they've opened up for Kid Rock, Joan Jett, uh, Black, Blackberry Smoke, um, <clears throat> all kinds of people, 38 Special. I mean, I, uh, Sugarland, mm-hmm. all kinds. And I've always idolized them as like, cause I just, I was like, man, it's really cool to see some people from here doing stuff. Um, there's not not like, so like South Carolina isn't, you know, huge on the spectrum for that kind of stuff, but there's so much local talent here. Um, there's so many good people that help each other. Like we're a family. And we all look out for each other in the bars here. They're all really good and they all look out for us. And especially after COVID, you know, that kind of put a, a different look on things. And um, and I'm just really grateful for all the friendships that I have made here. And 
in the music world. And I, I think at my wedding, like 90% of our guests were people we've met from music. And mm-hmm. it it was really cool to have, you know, you, you meet them as fans and they become family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also other artists, other other people. Um, But yeah, I feel like this is my home and it always will be. But I do, I do plan on moving to Nashville. That's, that's the the next step. I haven't really announced that, but that's the goal. Um, and we're working on it. And we're, I'm, I'm really excited for that next chapter. I really am. Do you think that it's in order to make the next step in your career that it's just vital or a no brainer to move to Nashville or, um is Nashville always the choice or is it more of like, you know, why not Austin or um, even LA. Atlanta? Yeah. I, I really want to go to LA, but um, I think Nashville is going to be where I first try to start at. Um, and I'm going to see how it goes there. I, I say there because, and you know, people, there's a lot of people that don't move and they are very successful with their music. I mean, I consider myself successful with my music because I stay busy and I'm able to get gigs and I'm able, I'm able to pay my bills, <clears throat> but I want to do more than that. It's not about the money. I want to, um, I want to, I want to show, I want to, I want to show little girls that were like me that it's okay to be yourself and, uh, and, 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 play music, you know, and, and write about what you want to write about and not be shunned or shadowed or blacklisted or whatever word you want to use. Like just, you can be yourself and it's okay. And I just feel like playing in bars locally, I'm not going to be able to get that across as much, but I always will play here. I'll always play here. I, I love, I love my home. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for my home. Um, that's like my hometown, Swansea, like it gets a bad rap because of things that have happened there. And sometimes there's, there's drugs and stuff out there, but there's so many good people in that town and they get, they get covered up because of the bad things. And there's like, that's where my family's from. And my family, I'm, I'm proud to call my family, my family. And, um, I, uh, I think that, 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 I think that's a big part of why I want to continue with my career and go further because I want to, I want to be able to help my community. And I try to do that now. Like I I try to as much as I can, um, but I want to be able to help them more than I can, you know, now. Uh, But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had any moments kind of like what you're talking about of, um, you know, really showing, the younger generation that it's okay to be who you are and it's okay to be loud and proud about it. Have you had any moments where you've seen that maybe in another artist or someone from a younger generation that has been listening to your music or following you? Um, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. I got a phone call. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think for me that that was um I tell this story because it really hit me, but there I could tell another one too. But um I was playing a show just a little place in Blythewood called McNulty's, um and they had a security guard in there working and 
he came up to me and he was like, can I, can I just uh, talk to you? I just want to, or like shake your hand or, or take a picture with you, something like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I think we were talking about my merch and he was like, I want to get something from my, my daughter. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, awesome. And um, he was like, she's, she's 14 and she, uh, she just came out to me mm-hmm. and uh, been getting bullied at school and uh she likes your music and um it helps her and it made her want to come out and like it made her be able to tell me it was okay and he was like how do you how do you deal with that she won't she I wanted to ask you because you just are so um you seem so strong and happy about it and I was like whoa Mm. I I was gonna get this (laughs) at at this bar like I was Mm. like and um it broke my heart, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, cause I know what that feels like. And, and I, first thing I said to him was, it's amazing that you are her dad and you're talking about this and you're, and you're wanting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all, that's all we ever want is just to have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, first thing is the fact that she can come to you and tell you this. And the fact that she's telling you about it, that is amazing. First mm-hmm. of all, second of all, tell her to <laughs> I might have said something I should have said <laughs> tell her to tell them to screw off no I'm just kidding I was but, say, you can say you can say fuck off I mean <laughs> if it if it moves you then I want you can totally say it yeah but it's funny so, too because wasn't you came out at 14 as well right yeah that's why yeah. It, it got me like I was like man oh and my parents it, mm. it was a hard for them at first because you know let's be honest um in the south you you know you don't have a book um that that your parents are given when they become a parent on how to deal with a child that is gay or whatever you know mm-hmm. and my mom and dad they're amazing now like they and and it, it took us a little time but i knew but they never you know they never kicked me out i i i, I used to think i i had a bad um coming out story because mm-hmm. it was tough and it was tough for me in my own way but I, I look back and, and I hear other people's stories and I'm like I don't mm. I don't have it as bad as other people but that's just me I'm always like there's other people that have it worse there is everywhere mm-hmm. and um my mom and dad are hey, like my everything and no matter what we have been through so much together like I, I love my mom and dad and we're like we're good now and it's so nice and like I, I just told him I was like the fact that you have you have her back like that, that's really all she needs at the end of the day and uh, I mean obviously deal with the bullies and obviously uh you know talk about that and go to the school and do everything you can um my little niece was telling me the other day that somebody was talking about calling her a Karen or something Hmm. and I was like why are they calling you that and she's like I don't know she's very smart and very she I tell her all the time she's gonna be an artist and a superstar one day um but I uh she was telling me that and I was like what's Kylie her name's Kylie I was like honestly Hmm. they just like you or they're jealous of you Mm -hmm. and I was like and you know what? You just kill them with kindness. 
and you just and and if it gets real bad you go tell somebody you always go tell somebody and I was like you can always talk to me about it and I always tell them that mm-hmm. I mean I know that have their my bro that my brother's her dad and they have their mom but I always want them to know I'm there and I will and I, I don't I'm not a therapist but I'll be a listening ear and mm-hmm. I'll always be there and that's that's kind of how I feel about on this aspect with my music is like I'm always gonna like I always mental illness mental health is a big thing for me um we all we all deal with it in our own way and we all need someone to talk to and that's what I told him I was like you I was like I told him my story and I was like I didn't have anybody really and I dealt with it in the wrong way and I got through it thank the lord um and you just gotta like I was like she's amazing I was like she you need to tell her she's a badass for even coming out and being her being strong enough to do that like she's a badass and I had one little girl one time at a show come up to me and she was like I want to be like you when I grow up and I was like what (laughs) it was like crazy (laughs) like I then I looked at her I said no you're gonna be better than me that's what you're gonna be and she just looked at me like whoa (laughs) (laughs) well and I mean that's like one of the I think one of the most rewarding things is like just you being you is inspiring people to be themselves yeah I I pretended someone else for so long Mm -hmm. that I just I just I can't it's like impossible it's even when I'm like okay maybe tone it down right here like just like come on just let it be I'm like you know what no and um that's just how I am I I'm I'm almost 30 Mm -hmm. and it like I I was talking on a podcast a while back about the difference in coming out in real life and coming out in country music and it Mm -hmm. is I thought about it until she asked me that they are different um but you know what I'm just Maddie and I just want to play music and I want to share it with the world. And I just hope that it can help somebody just like so many artists and musicians have helped me in my mm-hmm. life. Like I have a lot of people that I look up to like machine gun Kelly. I it always gets like, what? Cause I'm, <laughs> I love machine gun Kelly. Like, yeah, that he's, that's my boy. He doesn't know it, but he is. <laughs> well, and he just being able to transition from being like solely hip hop to now like rock and yeah you know, and everything in between. He's also kind of like one of those genre vendors. That's like, he's going to do what yeah. he wants to do. Yeah. And, and he, and he, he came from having nothing with his music to, you know, becoming an icon. Mm-hmm. And I've been following him since he was <laughs> doing stuff 10 years ago when he was, I, I remember there's a track on one of his albums where it's talking about him going to meet uh, P Diddy. And that's who he, that's who he signed with. He signed with uh Oh, Bad I didn't Boy. know that. Yeah, that's who he's been signed with for a while. Like oh I, like from day one as far as I know. He may have had other little things, but um but yeah, and I just remember listening to it and it was like where he was on the phone with him mm-hmm. and he was things are about to change. And I I dream of that day and uh I dream of working with him because and just like shaking his hand and telling him thank you for helping me through so much things and we're like the same age but he's on obviously on a bigger scale than I am and 
I, that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with, that kind of people I want to work with, you know? Well, and I wonder too, especially now where there is, I, I don't even know if I want to say there's more openness in country music because there's still not, but <laughs> they're, they're at least trying, I guess, you know, when you have, um, you know, country music, just artists that are out now, you know, yeah. and you have, um, uh, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me with the brother from Brothers Osborne. Yeah. His um, name begins with a T. JT? <laughs> yes. You have JT Osborne, um, like Fancy Haygood. They're badasses. Like they're, they're amazing. And that's, you know, you should open for them as well. We're just going to oh. start putting that out into the universe. Distance. <laughs> exactly. Uh, call me JT. Call me, please. Yeah. Have your people call my people, which means me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean like Brandy Carlisle has always been a really great advocate oh, and a voice for that um bad, I mean, yeah <laughs> you, and you and you you have you're hopeful because it should be an inclusive genre and for all people and unfortunately there's still a long way to go but at least there are still there are some I would say movement happening within the past maybe like two three years um, yeah. so hopefully for the younger generation, it, yeah. it won't be as, you know, as you were mentioning, like defined as like personal coming out and then coming out within the music industry that maybe people just don't have to come out at all anymore and they can just be themselves and it's who they are. And and we don't have to be labeled as gay, straight, or, let's you just, know, like, let's just listen to some good music. I was literally thinking that when you were saying, it, I was like, that, like, that's like when I put out Whiskey and Women, I didn't even write that thinking it was going to take off the way it did. I just mm-hmm. wrote it because I thought it was funny because it happened to me. And and Gray, when I wrote Gray, I didn't write that to be a lesbian wedding song. I wrote that about my wife because I love her and I wanted to write a song to her for our wedding. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote the words that meant something to me. It doesn't have to be categorized, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just. And that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where even in like, um, it, and I, and again, I don't, I'm, I try not to ever speak, but like, even just like in the trans community where it's like always this constant having to come out and having to like, yeah. Introduce yourself as an individual that is trans or an individual that is gay, queer. And it's just it, this, you know, it's 2022. Yeah. We could just be who we are. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I want to love a man today. And then, you know, tomorrow, I don't know, I might love a woman or someone <laughs> that is completely different. And that is completely fine yeah. and acceptable. That's and we don't have to talk about it. Do what makes you happy. Like mm-hmm. that's that simple. And that's all that matters. And yeah, exactly. Uh, couldn't, I could not agree more. I, I I don't go to people and I don't say, Hey, I'm Maddie and I'm a lesbian, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, at this point you could just wear a shirt. I mean, if we, if we needed to, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like, if we need to have shirts, if we really need to have those labels, it's kind of like, yeah. let's just go ahead and get this out the way. Here's my shirt. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're going to pivot ever so slightly. And I know we talked about the new album because I'm super stoked. And I know you mentioned, uh, end of April, 
end of May timeframe. So we're going to say spring, late spring that the album is coming out. Um, is there anything that you can tell us about it? I know we touched a little bit on the songs that are going to be on it or potentially on it. Um, yeah, any sort of preview or any sort of, I don't know, like behind the scenes information that you can share that you, that you don't want to give too much away though. Um, there may be songs on there that I've never heard that I've never played at a live show. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of music. I play a lot of my originals at my live performances and my fans are always like, why haven't you put that out? And I have, um, and I, I have, I, I play all of them out. I really do. Um, no, I don't, I don't really have anything crazy to announce about it. I was kind of thinking about that, but, <laughs> but I mean, you never know. There might be, uh, um, I'm just, I've been working on this album for five years. Yeah. I started music. I've never put out an album. Uh, I just started putting out actual original music and I was like, I'm, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm putting them out because I was going to wait. I have like, I have a song called Rearview Mirror that I think is, it's one of my favorite songs that me and my guitar player and uh, one of my best friends, we all wrote and right here in my living room and mm-hmm. during, during COVID. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, and and kind of like what you said, and I really appreciate what you said about all my stuff is kind of different, but this, but it's the same. And it just shows different, you know, different parts of, I guess, of me mm-hmm. as an art person. And that's kind of what, what this album is. It's going to be just a little sampler of, of me. And I can't wait to the, I can't, I'm already ready to start working on the other, the next album, you know, and mm-hmm. that that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing is maybe putting out a rock album. I don't know. Why not? I mean, you have so many sides to you. It's like, why would you stick, like, just stay to one genre or, yeah, and box yourself in? I mean, or even, you know, have an album that has, you know, a couple of country songs, a couple of rock songs, some ballads, you know, let's mix it all in there. Like, why? I don't know. I've got a couple with some friends of mine that rap and uh I I sing on them and do the hook and I think they're great songs and I'm I'm honored to be a part of them and I may have those on there and no one's heard that no one's heard that song so hell yeah try to have I'm I want heavy on there so I'm trying to get it done (laughs) well we're very excited about that one so that'll be you know and, and maybe your album release party will be at the Windjammer we're just gonna also put that out there because that would be fucking amazing wouldn't that, wouldn't that, yeah. it, I've been trying to figure out a place to do it, I've been talking about doing it at Skyline right here in Columbia, um, I was going to do it at the Senate, but they don't really have any, any available dates at that time, mm-hmm. so, I'm, I'm, yeah, if Windjammer called me right now, because I was trying to do, like, a little tour, and mm-hmm. I was going to go the album tour, and that's one of the places I was trying to get to play, and I'd love to add them on there to go out there and play and it be a part of like the album tour. I've never really done a actual tour like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I just play where, where I can, 
I can get my name out there, you know? Yeah. Well, and so that was going to be my next question is, you know, I want to see you live. And I was like, how can I, like, what are your upcoming dates and how can anybody see you live? I am in the process of booking for the rest of the year. And um, my next show, that's a big show that you could come see. It's, it's right here in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Um, we're opening for David Nail at the uh, it's Ice House Amphitheater. Um, and after that, it's pretty much me playing all around my venues I play already. But I've been I've that's what I I don't really have a booking agent. It's like it's just us, and I'm trying to uh, get in. Some, I've gotten so many people contacting me about the weddings mm. and about. Um, playing in, the, in their cities and their states and it's awesome and I want to do it um I'm just trying to figure it out I'm, I'm not booking it I don't know how to do it and I'm trying because I want to do that more than anything like I want to I want to just go and see the world and play music like that's what I want to do that's what that's what we all want to do so yeah and you're gonna do it one way or another yep we're it's stepping stones we're getting there one thing at a time and that's all you can do. So where did you get the, uh, where did this disco TP come from? Oh my Lord. So I got really drunk one night. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Question. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at, uh, have you been to the Tabernacle in Atlanta? No, I, Atlanta's oh. a good time. So that's I've an amazing. Out there, like downtown, I've just like traveled through. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So w- you know, if you ever get a chance, Tabernacle is an amazing music venue right in downtown Atlanta. Um, you know, like stained glass windows, it's massive. And I was there, I think I was seeing Need to Breathe, um, also another like local band. And, um, but they're big now, but I was with a girlfriend and we were playing this game of if you yourself were like as a being, as what would your being yourself be as a band name like how would that translate so it's like my amazing friend Catherine she's very like holistic and healthy and does yoga and so I was like yeah like you Catherine your band name is the nudist Buddhist I don't know why I'm already heavy into the bourbon the whiskey and I was like this makes complete sense and so she turns to me and she was like I think your band name would be Disco TV and she was like I was like, shit, man. And it's, it, it, you know, it's kind of, you know, the aspect of like music, but also this like, this nomadic, cool. what? I like it. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a little out there, a little different that, you know, I've, there's not really a, a very sexy story about it. It's just that, you know, I got drunk and the name just kind <laughs> <laughs> of emerged. Um, but yeah, so, but there's always a good story whenever there's a uh, whiskey involved as we both know. That's right. <laughs> so I always close out the interview with this. I try to do a fun question um, of what is your entrance song? And it could be like of the moment or maybe of your lifetime. It's just, it's kind of like your, your walkout song. You're going to bat. You're about to hit a home run. And this is the song that plays. Okay. Um. So <laughs> funny thing. I used to play softball and my walkout song was uh, uh, Bodies. But the bodies. The yes. Bodies. That was a walkout song. Oh, was it Drowning Pool? 
Sunday yes, night? Dry, yes. That's right. I was trying to think of it too. Um, and the girls would look like, what? Because I was like, the body's going to hit the floor when I hit the ball. I'm so corny. I'm, <laughs> but yeah, so that. And then when I play my shows from a walkout song, I like to do um, Who Runs the World, Girls, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to where I do a big mashup and have a bunch of different songs saying girls, like Motley Crue, Girls, 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 and uh, Girls Run the World, and um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Like, uh, you know, like... You're going to do Beastie Boys as girls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just need to make it. I haven't made it, and I need to make that. But when when I play, like, Skyline, like, bigger venues, um they'll ask me and be like, what do you want your walkout? And Chelsea manager, Chelsea is like, uh, girls run the world, Beyonce. (laughs) So yeah, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It gets you hyped. Like, I like it. It's fun. Like I saw when you asked that question, when you sent me um, stuff, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good question. That was a good one. Oh, thank you. Well, and I also think it's just fun to kind of think about, I mean, and sometimes it just depends on the day and it also depends on where you're going, you know, cause sometimes it's like, you know, I hate going to the dentist. So sometimes I just need to listen to like some really happy music in my car before I go to the dentist. And, if, you know, and that's certainly not going to be the same when I'm pre-gaming <laughs> to go out to a live show. So, <laughs> you know, it's all about context, but, um, yeah. but this uh, show, the big show you're opening for David Nail, what is the date of that? March 26th. March 26th. Okay, cool. Um, and then how can the people find you, support you, follow you, all of that good stuff? Um, in general, uh, just Maddie Wren music or Maddie Wren, M-A-D-D-I-E, Wren, R-E-A-N. I know it's weird. I have a song about that too called For the Money. Uh, that's another story. But yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook, my, all my events for my live performances, or on Facebook, um, if you are interested in booking or contacting, Facebook's the best way to do it. Um, and Instagram, Maddie Wren Music, TikTok, Maddie Wren, how we met, how we yeah. found it. Well, I called you on Instagram, but you found me from TikTok, I think. Yeah. YouTube, uh, and I always joke around and say OnlyFans, but I'm just kidding. That's, that's only for feet photos, so, and that's a different interview. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they have like all kind of they have like cake where you just smash cake. I mean I'm just talking from people telling me I don't know. Yeah, we have <laughs> mean, but I I mean at the moment during the pandemic this and I this is not how I wanted an interview, but I was like I mean during the pandemic when I was worried about losing my job, I was like you know I could always get on OnlyFans and just sell yep. photos, and it's not like girl we, everybody had that conversation. Me and Chelsea had that conversation. <laughs> fine good I'm glad the cheese doesn't stand alone here so I'm glad about Uh, that and we all it was it was tough 2020 Mm -hmm. was tough yeah we're all contemplating selling feet photos so (laughs) but you know another day another time so um but Maddie Wren thank you so much for joining me thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with me and um any parting final words (laughs) um thank you for having me Bella says thank you as well you were such a diva. You're just yeah. trying to see in the middle of it, right in the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna bite me in a minute. <laughs> but uh, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. And 
Um, I hope that we get to meet in person. Yeah. And we get to hang out and you come see the live show. And I'd love to do this again. Yeah. Love to do it again. Do it again. Yeah, definitely. And I'm definitely going to, we have to go see a live show. So that's yes. definitely on the radar. We got to hang out and come up with a name for me to have for like my band. Like if I, if I'm not Maddie Wren, yeah. what's my name going to be? Oh, okay. Well then we're going to have to get some, like some, some whiskey and some brown liquor going and then yeah, All right. be easy. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maddie. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.